Yay, Jared's going for beer. That means it's song time with Steve. Don't stop believing. Don't know the rest of the chorus. The music's bad and you should feel bad. So we're back uh, with episode two of Something Gay. This is Jerry. Uh, this is Steve. So is this our final edition? No, or is this just edition number two? No, this is just episode number two. I think uh, I think we got to we're, we're kind of rolling right now. So uh, kind of want to talk about a few things. First thing to start off is uh, last week or the week before or whatever, seven to ten odd days ago. The last episode. Yeah. Around then, um, Super Bowl happened, and the Seattle Seahawks took it all the way down to the end. And wah, oh, no, wah, wah. Bark, bark. <laughs> they uh, they did not pull out the victory with what is being argued as one of the worst calls in football history. Um, a lot. Did you watch much of that game at all, Steve? Uh, I had it on. Um, obviously, I didn't go anywhere due to the blizzard, uh, so I was kind of half paying attention to it. I was doing some photo editing, trying to learn this Lightroom stuff, so it was on. I can't say that my heart was in it because um, it's just the foosball. So I was just kind of in and out, and when people would cheer, I would stick my head up, and that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, it was kind of the same for me. Uh, I think this is the first time in about 10 years or so that I haven't had something to do on Super Bowl. Usually we throw a party, have things like that going on, or I'm going to a party to hang out and watch a game. But uh, with the weather conditions the way they were and just things in general, we didn't really have an opportunity to do that. So instead of watching the majority of the football game, I uh, was catching up on Parks and Rec with Claire and then flipping <laughs> back and forth between uh, between our Netflix binge-watching and the football game. Sounds legit. Yeah. So I got to see the end of the first half when uh, Seattle drove down and and scored a touchdown right before getting the ball back at half. I was pretty excited about that. I, I got, Personally, I wanted Seattle to win. I had 20 bucks on the game. And uh, I, as much as I'm a fan of the – I mean, I, I think the Patriots are a great team probably, in my in my opinion, the best coach I've ever seen of my generation with Bill Belichick and one and now I even before this victory I'd say arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks. Well, they're not bad for a bunch of cheaters. <laughs> it's true. I mean deflate gate. <laughs> and uh so I was kinda rooting for the Seahawks to win. I mean that's not really a bunch of guys that are high standing members of society, but but I like the football team and I like Pete Carroll as much as other people may hate him. Um, so I was pretty excited towards the end of the game when they got down to the goal line, watching Marshawn Lynch run that ball to the one yard line. I was excited. I was standing up going, I'm going to win $20. When Marshawn I was, Lynch punches uh, it in. I, I did start paying attention when that, uh, when that miracle catch literally fell into, uh, the Seahawks lap. Yeah, that was I nice. was like, Oh, it's over. Patriots going down. That's great. I'm so happy. And then, Oh, um, so for anybody that has been living under a rock or hasn't paid attention to it, the uh, or doesn't care, yeah, or that there's a lot of people that don't care really much about sports, but like me. <laughs> so on the one yard line, the Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll and their offensive coordinator decided to run a play to pass the ball 
at the one-yard line. After just having their running back pick up like six yards on a on a uh, previous carry. So I was figuring that the running back was just going to punch it in. Didn't happen. Lost 20 bucks. The majority of the West Coast was in crying and in tears and, you know, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, Tom Brady got his fourth ring. So they got to celebrate that. Congratulations to them. But uh, it was it was a fun Super Bowl from little bits and pieces that I got to watch of it. But did you watch the halftime show? I did enjoy the halftime show. The halftime show was awesome. I got I, I got to say I was I was I was impressed. I agree. Um I don't know if I'm such a fan of Katy Perry's music as I am her uh stints as a pinup model, but uh <laughs> I definitely uh I'm going to sound like a complete geek for saying this, but I mean, hey, that's the thrust of our show so far. I thought the technical precision that was required to pull off that halftime show was amazing. Yeah, from the freaking yeah. Voltron lion to the fireworks display at the end, like especially the fireworks. I couldn't believe that it was just incredible. They did a really good job with it. I mean, I really like the way that they used the uh, like the the um, the display on the canvas to have the other effects like for the chessboard and all that other stuff. I mean, I thought the I thought the line was really cool. I thought it was a clever way of doing it. It looked really good. So the people performing like the the that the Lions actions did a really good job, but I, I really liked the way the visual people did the uh did the canvas work. Yeah, I I was just overall I was really impressed. I mean, normally the halftime show is just kind of like eh but uh, I, I, I got to say, this one held my attention quite a bit. Yep. And, you know, there's been all the, the wonderful Internet memes about poor left shark and <laughs> his uh, either ability to inspire others to keep going through adversity or the fact that he was probably high. Okay, so so, so I you, you texted me that night, and I didn't get it. And I kept trying – I looked for it online. And I, I, what happened? Because I didn't, I didn't catch I, – I saw, like – at midnight made fun of it you know chris hardwick show you were making fun of it i saw there were memes regarding it, but i didn't catch i mean what was what happened well basically it was obviously this elaborately choreographed routine right and so the people who didn't see it um Katy perry's singing in a uh like a summer dress thing and there are these two people dressed up in shark suits behind her right and the shark on the right was totally in sync with Katy perry dancing up a storm and left shark looked like me at a wedding so <laughs> um there's bond there um i can't dance i assume other people can't dance although i haven't met any uh so to see somebody on the national stage look as terrible as i think i do when i'm trying to dance even though i don't try and dance often is uh it was something to see i think i have a new spirit animal <laughs> so you're inspired by somebody failing if we can't learn from our failures, then what, what what else do we have? That's true. Also, going along with the whole Super Bowl thing, um, I was I was perusing the internet today as as one does, and some popped up on my feed. Apparently, there's uh, there's a wide receiver for the New England Patriots named Julian Edelman, and after winning the Super Bowl, getting getting a nice Super Bowl ring, going to the after party and doing all that sports personalities do. After party, woo! Yeah, he decided to hook up, which, you know, I would expect you would do as a... Sounds legit. ...athlete, right? 
So the girl that he hooked up with decided to take a picture of him sleeping in bed with her after he was asleep and then posted it to her Tinder wall. Oh. To, to her Tinder pictures, okay? Oh, that's classic. <laughs> so so it's not like she blasted it out across Twitter, blasted it out on Facebook. She she put in her Tinder profile that she just got done sleeping with Julian Edelman. That's nuts, man. I mean, that's like that's that's ad, that's like that's like putting a trophy on the wall of your um, of your dating profile. I mean, come on. What? That's just. Um, I mean, the, the term "classy" comes to mind. Um, you stay classy, internet. Not so much. Um, I can't wait until. He finds out about that. That'll know, be it, hilarious. I mean, the the reality of the situation is is that I mean, there's there's lots of different things that might be able to happen on it, but one thing that's for sure is that with it being a publicized thing, whether he wanted it to or not, I mean, Roger Goodell, who is the who's the uh, commissioner of the NFL, has what they call a personal conduct policy for the NFL players, and he can find them whenever. However, he wants, and they're allowed to grieve it. They're allowed, they're they're a union, so they're allowed to go through and and fight any fines they may have. But with the way, I mean, with the way that things have been going in the NFL this year, with with the domestic violence and Josh Gordon getting arrested, I mean, not getting arrested, but getting Josh Gordon is a wide receiver for the Browns, and he got suspended for a year for te- for for drinking. You got Johnny Manziel, one of the uh, first round picks in the draft last year who plays for the Cleveland Browns, goes into rehab, and then now you got this guy getting posted all over on Tennis Girls' Tinder wall after winning the Super Bowl. Is this guy married? You know, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't dig that deep into it. Okay. Um, if he's married, I suppose there's um I suppose there's ground for that. If he's if he's a single man, is 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 there really Anything that they can go off? Of you know, I that? don't know. Like me, if if I'm the commissioner, I don't I don't do anything. I mean, it is what it is. It's you know, a young man. If I'm the commissioner, I send out an email blast and be like, ah, idiot. <laughs> but you know, I really don't. I really don't know. All I know is that this guy has the power to do some crazy things. So I just hope this doesn't affect Julian Edelman and his uh, contracts or anything like that. Because I got to say, was, I, uh, was he on my fantasy team? He was not on your fantasy then team. Then I don't care. <laughs> he was on my fantasy team when I won my uh, when I won my uh, dynasty league two years ago. He was one of the key players on it. My he was my number one free agent acquisition that year, and it worked out real well. So, which of the uh, three hundred trades that you performed over the season got you him? During that season, it didn't. It was actually I, I just picked him up on uh, as a free agent off of waivers. It was an auction league, so I, I just I paid for him and got him, and he uh, worked out real well a couple of years ago. He was one of the highest uh, highest ranking players in PPR leagues. It worked out pretty good. Congratulations! <laughs> so you sent me a a link earlier today or yesterday about a kid in Texas. I did indeed. Can you kind of, I'll pull it up, but can you kind of glance, can you kind of put the gist of it? Yeah, when I read the article, um, it was, I believe he is nine years old. He's definitely uh, preteen, and he was suspended from class. Uh, The gist of it was he and his uh, father had recently seen the Hobbit movie, uh, Battle of the Five Armies, and he was in class, and there was some kind of either you know, joking argument or one-upmanship going on, and he 
told another student at the school that he could make him disappear with the power of the one ring. Well, that sounds like a normal argument kids would have. It sounds like a normal argument we would have. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've probably had that argument before. Uh, maybe. But uh, <laughs> I refuse to confirm nor deny that situation. <laughs> but uh, he ended up being suspended from class. Sus- well, that's nuts. So let's see here. Yeah. So Kermit Elementary High School officials. So this is from the New York Post. Uh, sorry, New York Daily News dot com. So is uh, Texas boy suspended for saying he could make classmate disappear with Lord of the Rings sorcery. The ring little Aiden brought to school may not have been the true ring of power, but it had enough controversy to get him suspended from Kermit, Texas school. Oh, so he only had one of the lesser rings that the wraiths have. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, obviously, you can't turn invisible with those. As any <laughs> idiot knows. I, I love. I love what his what his father wrote. Uh, it was is here. Uh, so the kid gets suspended, right? And I guess this kid's been having a few problems. Uh, as you read the article, he's had a few problems ever since transferring to the school. It's been six months. Well, it sounds legit. I didn't have an easy time when I transferred schools. Yeah, I mean, I've gone through it too. It, it's never, it's never easy. But this kid's been suspended three times. One time for this. This was over, the third offense. over the course of six months. Six months. He's been suspended three Ooh, times. That's now that might okay. So maybe there's something to this. Threat. Okay, but well, you know, and that's what I thought too. Is like as, as I was kind of reading, I'm like, oh, well, this kid's you know a problem. So this is just you know another thing for them to to tack onto him. But two of the disciplinary actions this year were in school suspensions. For what say so they were in school suspensions for referring to a classmate as black, and the second one was that he brought his favorite book to school, the Big Book of Knowledge. Okay, so doesn't sound like a big deal to me. What's the Big Book of Knowledge? The is, Big Book of Knowledge. If it's like the Kama Sutra or something, I can understand them <laughs> having a problem with it, but. No, it says... Uh, if it's like the old printed version of Wikipedia, the dictionary, that could be... Uh, I don't see the problem with that. <laughs> so it says uh, it's a popular children's encyclopedia, and it happened to have a section on pregnancy depicting a pregnant woman in an illustration. So he got suspended for bringing that to school. So an illustration, not a photograph. No, an illustration. So apparently it's not okay to have you know, knowledge in oh, the school. Heaven forbid we understand how real people are made. Right. So his third offense was trying to make a boy disappear, and he got suspended for it. Was he successful? I don't believe so. Okay. It doesn't say anything uh, about the kid I... being dis- disappearing. But hmm. but uh, his dad does say that, uh, I assure you my son lacks the magical powers necessary to threaten his friend's existence. <laughs> if he did, That's awesome. I'm sure he'd bring him right back. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I, I kind of go through this stuff right now. With I mean, I've got I've got two kids in school, and... I don't want to sound like I'm dating myself, but I, but I really, but I remember back when I was younger, we would play guns and run around and do all that stuff at school. We wouldn't like bring guns or anything, but like you could, you could run around and do. Sure, things. there was you know freeze tag, and you would play cowboys and Indians. And, right. Uh, I mean, I remember. Um, I played GI Joe like all the time. Yeah, I think I, I think I was in about fifth grade or something when I joined, uh, you know, the basketball team at their grade school, and we would, you know, practice taking charges on the freaking exactly. asphalt, and that wasn't <laughs> super uh, safe, Steve. Yeah, well, I don't recall having a helmet, but I turned, <laughs> it turned out marginally. Well, maybe I'm not the best example for this, but anyway, you have stories because you're actually a parent. <laughs> But my my son's had my son my son has had a couple issues this year and he's been suspended, um, for not quite as ridiculous as these issues, but just for things that have been said not not mean towards anybody or anything like that. But 
they're like when schools talk these days about zero tolerance policies, they really they really back them up for the mo- for, from at least what I've seen. Well, I and, I get zero tolerance, but I mean it's 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 a reference to a fantasy film. Exactly. What, I don't think it really applies like on this if one. If he jumped up on his desks and shouts Kamehameha, is something really going to happen? Probably oh, it'd not. Be awesome if it did. <laughs> um <laughs> all of a sudden like seven what seven dragon balls however many there are start popping out all over the place but really i mean know that. the other thing is that, like i'm sitting here thinking i'm going okay how if you're telling you're telling your friend that you're going to make him disappear like did he say it all creepy at him like i'm going to make you disappear well, well, and just like sitting there staring at him whispering his ear and <laughs> right it it just seems like this seems like quite a bit ridiculous but just kind of as a warning out there to all the parents i mean th- this is today's day and age i mean it, it's not like how it was when we were in school it's it's worth uh really reading and paying attention to your school's policies because it's kind of it's kind of nuts well it's one thing for the parents to understand the the rules but i mean you have to impress that upon the child how does right. how do you tell a kid, a nine-year-old like my nephew is nine and I can tell him not to eat dirt, but guess what's going to happen? <laughs> he might be eating dirt. Very possible. Well, with with the policies, like right now, Connor has really been digging Halo 4. I've been letting him play Halo 4. I don't have any problem with it. But it's, you know, I can't, I tell him not to go talk to his friends about it at school. You can't say, hey, I'm playing this game. Because then, not so much like, oh, it's not, it's not okay to play this game, but you... You don't want him talking about what's going on in the game and that he's shooting aliens because then pe- people hear the word shooting and you you gotta if, if you're gonna let your kids do things and you're yeah. and you're to let them kind of grow up you gotta gotta insulate them a little bit to what they can and can't yeah. talk now, about. Now I've never had the Microsoft system, so I've never played Halo directly. Is it as dark as say a Dead Space that has no. very uh, mature themes and no. swearing and no? For instance, like. I, I'll let him play uh, Halo, but I, I have Gears of War. He, I don't let him play Gears of War. Gears of War, for instance, is a very bloody game. Halo is humans versus aliens. It's a bunch of pink blood. and Yeah, it's okay. yeah it's more along those lines. Yeah, you're shooting a gun, you're shooting these things, but it's more futuristic weapons, things like that. It's not running around with a, with a Glock or an AR-15. It's a little bit different than that, and you're fighting aliens, not generally other people i don't let him play it online nothing like that he can just play the storyline it's i believe it's mature rated because of content for the blood and everything but it's not bloody it's alien bloody i gotcha yeah it's um i think there's a loophole certainly in uh in film rating where too much um human blood will push you from pg-13 to r yeah but you can have as much alien slime and gore as as you want and it's still pg-13 which which is for I mean, speaking of that specifically, when I was watching this Lord of this last Lord of the Rings movie, there is no blood. There is no blood in the movie at all. It's the Battle of the Five Five Armies. I know. There are people dying left and right. There is not a drop of blood in that movie. It boggled my mind. Huh. You'll see people now you'll see people bloodied. Like you'll see, like guys that are that have gone into battle and like dirt you, and blood on the armor, right? And... Exactly. But you don't like when when they're slaughtering orcs and goblins and stuff left and right, and dwarves are dying. There is no blood. Like they'll, they'll stab somebody, pull out the sword, nothing on it. They'll cut somebody, 
nothing. It, it's done very well, but it's just something that I was kind of paying attention to when I was watching the movie. So I think that's one way they can get around with such a violent movie and not have it get escalated on the ratings. Huh. And yet little kids are getting suspended for it. Way to go, Peter Jackson. <laughs> it's all your fault. Jerk. <laughs> That's what happens when you go to the well too many times. Don't make another King Kong. <laughs> that goes for everybody. Oh, my God. Six-year-old girl abandoned that spa as collateral for debt. Oh, tell me you just made that up. <laughs> I did not. It's New York Post. Oh, my God. Chinese man offered up his six-year-old granddaughter as collateral at a spa while he went to get money to pay for a massage. And then a month later has yet to return to claim the child. <laughs> what? Look at a picture of her sitting there. She's just chilling out on the couch. Got a glass of water, blanket. But <laughs> what? It's, I don't. Oh even my wanna, god! That's gonna make me hate people even more than I already oh, do. Man. So I don't want to hate people. So. Oh, that's horrible. That's wow. I think and believe it or not, it didn't happen in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it said he was Japanese, not Cuban. Oh, oh I'm that's... sorry. That's going to get us in trouble with our Florida listeners. <laughs> so Claire sent me kind of a cool uh, article that I wanted to talk about. So, Steve, if I were to ask you the question. Okay, before we start, uh, before we ring the topic bell, or actually, I guess we're still ringing the topic bell, but can I go into uh, some thank yous from our previous episode? Absolutely. I think that would be a good idea. I would like to thank everybody for our feedback that we have gotten. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the well wishes, and uh, we will definitely identify the audio issue. I uh, take full responsibility for that. Uh, part of my origin story, I was um, getting probably tired of holding the mic, so I kept rotating it around, and uh, uh, that resulted in the poor audio in that section. So we have identified that, and we will correct it in future issues. And then uh, we had feedback on our Space Cowboy uh, discussion. Did we? Yes. Um, I didn't hear about this. My friend Ash, uh, she says that... Is that Jake's uh, wife? That is okay. indeed Jake's wife. Uh, we should uh, chastise ourselves for not including Cowboys versus Aliens. See, Claire said the same thing to me. And I immediately told her that she was wrong because it was Space Westerns. Ergo, if it did not take place in outer space, it uh, did not happen. But I respect her opinion. So I would like to give that an honorable mention that. Yeah, I, I thought about the same thing. And if it if also I didn't see it. <laughs> what? I've never seen it. Dude, that movie is awesome. It's James Bond and Indiana Jones trying to fight aliens in the old west. And what sounds bad about that to you? Uh, all of it. No, it is amazing. You must watch it sometime. I disagree. But I thought about that movie, too, when Claire brought it up to me and I kind of thought the same way you did. I'm like, it's not a space western. It's a sci-fi western. But, you know, if we were ta if I was going to go ahead and take the liberty of calling Star Wars one, I, I would absolutely give the one that's actually about cowboys and aliens the space western. I, I, I will acknowledge it as an honorable mention. Uh, if we were actually playing Geek Out, I, I would totally throw down about it and, and argue the point. Unless she was on my team, in which case I'd be like, hey, more. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> The other, I don't know if you saw the other, the other anime that I thought about afterwards when we when we were sitting down and I was re-listening to the podcast that I was thinking about was, have you ever seen Trigun? Yeah, I've uh, I've seen Trigun. I think that, and I think that's why I didn't I would, bring I it would, up. I would definitely give you Trigun before I give you Star Wars. Well, yeah, because that doesn't happen on Earth. 
So I could understand that, but it, I think it kind of falls under the same. There's not even aliens in that, and that's just like that's just people dealing with people for the most part. Mm, yeah, who says you? Well, Serenity doesn't have aliens either. Well, it's true. That's true. And I know because I watched it immediately before coming over here because I was like, I have two hours to kill. What should I do? I love that movie. It is exceptionally good for anybody. Anybody within the sound of my voice, if you've never watched Firefly or the follow-up movie Serenity, you are truly missing out on possibly the most unique character-driven sci-fi, at, certainly at the time, if not ever. Uh, just hands down, one of the one of my favorite uh, franchises of all time. I, I really I came to the party late. I didn't even get into that series oh, until I, I saw the movie. I wasn't I wasn't into it until years after the movie came out. I was introduced to it maybe six years ago. Okay, so gotcha. I'm I'm super late to the party, but absolutely uh, a fantastic uh, series. I thought it was awesome as well and if again like you said if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor watch the movie i mean i can understand not wanting to get roped into watching 12 or 15 episodes or however many episodes it was of the series to start but take two hours and watch one of my favorite science fiction movies of yeah all time. watch watch the pilot watch episode three uh bushwhacked and then watch oh, uh watch our mrs reynolds and and you'll have a pretty good uh pretty good feel for the the humor as well as the drama that goes into it and then uh, park yourself for a couple hours and watch the movie and enjoy Josh Whedon in his absolute prime. Yeah, Josh Whedon is is awesome. Did you you saw Doctor Horrible sing along? Of course, yes. That's another one. If if you guys if you're listening if you haven't seen it, take the time. It's like 45 minutes long. I think it's still on YouTube right now. Um, I've got the DVD. If anybody ever wants to borrow it, I got the Blu-ray too. I think I'll be happy to let you borrow it if you know me. Maybe if you come over, we'll watch it. It's awesome. We, It's just fantastic. Yeah, to call it hilarious is an understatement. So what I was going to say before we kind of went on our awesome rant of talking about a fantastic movie, I have a question for you. It was our official thank you section. Oh, that's right. And also the other thing that I wanted to say in regards to the thank yous was – the other thing that we did receive, I felt, was pretty good feedback and, and constructive criticism on some of the things that we did that people liked and thought we could improve on. Stop being us and going off on tangents. <laughs> I can't promise you that will happen, but I promise you we will try. Yeah, we are not going to try to uh, rehash the same topic over and over and argue back and forth to no end. Yeah, we, Jared and I, like we uh, like we discussed at the end of the last episode, we've known each other for the better part of a decade. So we'll, uh, when, when we knock heads, we have been known to knock heads repeatedly for hours, and we will try not to put that on the air. Absolutely. So let me ask you this question. So herbal supplements, you familiar with what they are? I am indeed. Okay. So the New York State's Attorney General sent a cease and desist letter to GNC, Target, and Walmart, and Walgreens after testing popular supplements that they sell under their own brand names. Okay. Okay. So this is uh, this is linked off of BuzzFeed News, but I thought it was kind of a kind of a interesting little topic to talk about. So if I ask you the question, if they, if they send so you think about it, the the state's attorney sent a cease and desist letter to these companies saying stop doing this. Okay. They were testing to see whether or not these supplements contained 
the actual plant material that they advertise, such as echinacea, ginkgo biloba, ginseng, all that stuff, okay? How? What percentage do you think of of these supplements actually contained their advertised? Um, okay, well, you said it was their house brand, correct? Yes. So it's, it's not just the stuff they keep on the shelf. It's the things that they've labeled under their GNC brand, Walmart brand, Walgreens brand items. Okay. Are they are they advertising it as as such or are they advertising it as an equivalent? No, I'm looking right at one of the bottles, for instance, Echinacea. It says Echinacea herbal supplement, hundred capsules, four hundred milligrams. Okay. And they tested each one like every single one of their brands for their own for the supplements, right? Okay. So if the best you can have is hundred percent of your herbal supplements be what you say they are. What percentage do you think that overall they had? Um, if it's enough for the states, uh, the general attorney office? Yeah, states attorney general states for attorney New York. General. So this is, so this was in New York. For New York. Uh, if they're going to tell you stop saying that, I'm going to guess it's in the area of 5 to 15%. 21%. Wow. 79% either didn't contain the herb or included other materials that weren't on the ingredients list. Oh, that's always good. Yep. Uh, just kind of looking at the list here, GNC, about 22% of the tests, because they, they did DNA tests on all these, too. So it's like they didn't just take it down and, like, do a half-assed lab test. They DNA tested all of these supplements to see what was in them. GNC had 22%. Walmart had, guess, guess how many Walmart actually had? Um, less than 22%? 4%. Oh, wow. 4% of the time the uh, ingredients actually match the label. Uh, contaminants included alum, pine, wheatgrass, rice mustard, citrus, and cassava. Uh, Walgreens was 18, and Target was the best of the bunch at 41%. So if you're going to buy some off-brand supplements, might as well do it at Target. Um, hooray. <laughs> I just, I, you know, you sit and think about it in like today's day and age. You, you would think that access to all the information that we have that we'd be able to know these kinds of things and not have to wait for somebody to test it to go, hey, this isn't what it says it is. But the, but I, if I remember correctly, I don't think the FDA really regulates these because it's not really a drug. They're supplements. I don't think the FDA has a regulation on it. Um, I believe you would be correct at that. I think the only thing they're allowed to regulate is uh, prescription medication right, or uh, medication that they have not previously approved. Right. But that's medication. That's not, uh, like you say, a, a supplement or what basically uh, amounts to uh, their vitamins. Right. I mean, I know that they'll step in from time to time when you're when they're when we've got issues with uh, like if people are getting sick from something or there's a problem like that. I know the FDA will step in, but I don't yeah, think I they think, have any regulatory requirement years, to test they, it. I think years ago they were called a bunch of Tylenol, didn't they? I rem- I I, th- I think I recall that. I could be wrong, but I mean that that, that kind of sounds in line with that i mean i i just think it's so crazy to think that you know how how do you do this as a corporate entity in america well i i think you answer your own question there it is straight up uh pursuit of profit capitalism you are relying on the ignorance of the consumer to sell a product uh that's advertised as one thing when it is not. Um, okay. I I run into this. I've I've worked for those of you who don't know me. Uh, I have worked in retail 
uh, for the better part of 15 years. Uh, I worked in a small lighting home furnishings, uh, Ace Hardware slash True Value store. Uh, I worked at Galleons and later Dick's Sporting Goods when they bought out the chain, and I have worked for a... And I have worked for a uh, major cell phone company for the last eight years. So I, I deal with the public shopping um, on, a, on a daily basis and have done so for a, a long time. And all your average consumer wants, and when I say average, I mean probably the better part of 90% of the people I've ever dealt with, they want to be told what something is. They aren't going to do the research for themselves. If I tell you that this sleeping bag will protect you from bear attacks and you buy it based on that, well, you still bought it. That kind of reminds me of the, uh, remember like the first South Park episode? It was the first one, <laughs> Duck and Cover? Uh, that is the second one where they go hunting in the mountains. Scuzzlebutt. Uh, yes, my <laughs> Patrick pers- Duffy for a leg. Personally, my favorite episode of South Park ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 literally uh, taking advantage of the ignorance of of people. I mean, the the catch of it is nobody has to buy it, so there's really True. not a whole lot that the federal government can say as opposed. Basically, all they're catching them on is false advertising. Okay, so and which is why it was a cease and desist and not a. They didn't really go into the legality of what the cease and desist actually said. There was, this was more like an expose on, hey, this is what they found, not so much on the action taken. But I would assume that the cease and desist is stop false advertising your thing, pull these off the shelves, not, oh, pull them off the shelf that are hurting anybody, blah, 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 but just you you can't say you're selling this when it doesn't even have it in it. Exactly. And um, So let me ask, let me pose this question to you then. Okay. Are those companies' actions in selling those items – as they previously have, okay, now I'm not talking after the seasons, I'm saying as they were with not having all those ingredients in them or with having extra stuff in there that's not on the label, is that ethical to you? Uh, no, that is absolutely um, that is absolutely taking advantage of, of people. If I tell you that a certain cell phone will give you reception um, anywhere, anytime, 100%, day, night, no battery, you know, Cellular network shuts down. It's it, it's just, it's just wrong. It's misinformation. Okay. And um, whether or not it's legal is one thing. Yeah, but I'm not un- saying legal, but I'm unethic- completely ethical. Unethical, certainly. Right. And this, you know, this is kind of like personal ethics. You know, this isn't morality. This is this is ethics. So, me, I agree with you. Like, I think it's just completely wrong to sell somebody something that is not as you're advertising it. So. Right, and you know the the downside of that is you know how much business is Walmart going to lose because their home brand pharmaceutical is not up to snuff. Now, what that does call into question is how much other stuff do they do it with? Right, exactly. And I I think I don't know why, but I automatically think of clothing lines with uh, you know everybody's like you know the made in the USA tag, the made in the USA tag. Okay, is it made in the USA? Is the material from the USA and things like that? Right. Um, are what uh, what come to mind when you when you say stuff like that? But um, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of David and Goliath, where it's like you know you you can say something to them, and all they'll do is 
you know, issue an apology and that particular product will either go by the wayside or they'll relabel it. So right. how much does that really cost them right. compared and the, to and how you much can, they make off of it? And that's the other thing. So you can com- think about this from a corporate point of view. You could, like, completely spin this in your favor and go, oh, well, we messed up and didn't do our due diligence because these companies buy their supplements from another company. And they slap it, their exactly. Label on it's it's so, Brand X that allows them to, uh, to, relabel. to relabel it. We had this um, at... Um, at the sporting goods store, Galleons had its own own home brand, and you can find the same thing at. Uh, I want to say Eddie Bauer comes to mind, or Bass Pro Shops would have a nearly identical product in their own house brand, which was all manufactured by the same brand X and just sold to the different companies. And when I was really um, when I was running the camping department, um, I knew some things down to the skew, and I would go other places and look at the skew, and it would have like a one-off part oh, number yeah. on it, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is this." <laughs> you know, they they could really come out looking like if they spin right, they could come out looking like. So I'd say, okay, you know what? As as Walmart Corporation, we don't think it's right that that this happens. We're going to pull all of these from ourselves. We're going to we've we've you know. Terminate yeah, a business relation uh, with this, and, and we're only going to carry name brand of these supplements because we care about you, the consumer, yeah, it's as the, they count the money. It's the JAG paradox. The JAG paradox? The uh, the JAG is uh, the Judge Advocate General Program. It's a military lawyer, right. essentially. And, um, you know, as a civilian, you're not allowed to sue the military because it would undermine the military's authority, so they have their own in-house right. internal investigations, right. essentially. Like the TV show? Uh, very similar, yes, gotcha. although I don't think any of their lawyers actually uh, paradrop into war zones to collect witnesses. Come on, that's not real? Uh, I bet it's as real as Chicago Fire. Uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, uh, but in, in any case, you know, it's it's almost a, a win, win situation when they get caught with something like that because then they're seen as, as cleaning their own house. So, yeah, Walmart gets busted for, and I'm, I'm not just picking on Walmart, Walgreens sure. and Target, the, the same thing, but they can say that, oh, you know, we're, we're such a big company that this slipped through the cracks, and now that we've known it, we're going to, you know, redouble our efforts and check everything. Because we care about you. Yeah, the consumer that even when we have our Black Friday deals, you're still paying twice as much as it cost us to buy these products. Exactly. But you still love us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. I think it's it's a it's an unfortunate necessity of capitalism that things like this happen. But I, it I just necessity think necessity or a byproduct. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I, it's not. You're right. It's not a necessity. It's just. It's it's a it's a byproduct of that it, capitalism it's, thing. It's to profiteering where, is all it is. Right, and and for for the most part, not in this aspect. But I, I mean, I'm I'm straight capitalist. I, I completely back that idea wholly, but. I think these are the bad things. I think I think it works very well up to an ethical up into an up into a spot. So I think I I think we've probably beat that horse to death on this one. Now we both since we both kind of agree on it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, I've I've never I've never strayed to the you know communist or socialist camp. I believe very firmly that if you work harder, you are entitled to to extras. But unfortunately, there's no way to regulate ethics. Um, right. Until after you've identified the the you know there's no way to proactively uh, stop something like that. Right. So let me ask you this question then: Would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper or use hot sauce as eye drops, and why? No. 
<laughs> no is not an option. You have to pick one. Why? Because <laughs> that's the point of the game. When did we switch into our game mode? I thought we were still in talking mode. We are still in talking mode. I just thought this was a really good question. I kind of stumbled upon it and kind of was wondering which one you would pick. Um, well, having been um, exposed to... Um, Sandpaper on your booty hole? No. I, uh, <laughs> as, as part of officer candidate school, yep. you go through chemical warfare training. So I've, I've had the, uh, I've been tased. I've, I've had, I've been maced. So have I. And I've had um, the, I, it wasn't mustard gas, but you've been exposed to um, a respiratory inhibitor. Right. And uh, having gone, uh, having been maced, I can't imagine uh, some, some grimy paper would upset me nearly as much. As hot sauce in the eyes. Did you? So did you get when you got hit with mace? Was it mace or was it OC spray? Uh, I was mace, to my knowledge. Okay, because uh, it's because for those of you that aren't aware, there's two different there's two different kinds of personal defense and um, offensive um, sprays. You have mace and you have OC spray. OC is um, oil capsaicin. Your, your pepper spray is basically yeah. That's what pepper the, the spray civilian is. Version. Yeah, it's oil yeah. capsaicin, and then mace is a chemical pepper spray which which chemically replicates that same effect but it's but it's been known to like chemically burn people and things like that whereas oc spray the oil cap the oleo capsaicin is just oil and capsaicin from peppers so there's no unless you have a allergic reaction to peppers there's there's no real um lasting effects and that's what i, I back when i worked uh, i worked part-time at the police department as a um, community service officer when I was younger to carry, to carry OC spray as a, uh, as a part of the department, you had to be sprayed with it first. Cause, because it hurts so bad. You have to know what you're doing to somebody. If you decide to actually pull it and hit them with it. So ethics. Yeah. So that way you're not just sitting there rolling around blasting people that are yelling at you. You really have to know what's going on. Suck it up. It doesn't hurt that bad. <laughs> I have never had anything stop my, my thought process so fast so quick in my life um that that gas is terrifying oh the uh the inhibitor because you're you're in a room with uh usually it's usually it's a squad exercise so it's you and about six other guys and you're and you're training officer and you're in a room about the size of of two couches so you're you're elbow to elbow and you're standing up and you've got uh, a respirator on. Okay. And the room just fills up with this white shit. And all of a sudden, you're told to remove your mask. And it's a, it's a natural reaction that you you hold your breath before you take the mask off. Right. And they're like, you got to breathe. You got to breathe. You right. got to breathe. You got to go and, through before we let you out of here. And they'll knock the mask out of your hand. And you, you take it. And, and Jared, it's time stopped really like it felt like somebody hit me in the chest with a sledgehammer it was not that i know what that really would feel like (laughs) but but pretty pretty much your closest thought process like your lungs seize like i can't even i can't even imply how it felt other than it was terrifying because you're you're trying to take a breath because you're out of breath right. and your lungs and your mouth and your nose will not work. Gotcha. 
So it's like you're trying to breathe, and it's not like you're underwater and you can, you know, suck the water in and things like that that eventually lead you to drown when your right. lungs fill. You, you, you can't perform the act. Gotcha. And it's terrifying. That sucks, man. And then they give you your mask back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, and then it's and then you have to go run three miles. But nice. Um, <coughs> Not uh, not recommended uh, if any of you are going on honeymoons or vacations. Uh, avoid that uh, attraction. Yeah. So you're going to sandpaper then? I would absolutely take sandpaper over hot uh, hot sauce eye drops, yes. We'll just make sure that it's, you know, small grit. <laughs> I would assume you can always just turn it around and use the smooth side. <laughs> well, you know, that's why you make better decisions than me sometimes. <laughs> sometimes? Um. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> so what else should we talk about? What are the things we got to got on our chest? Uh, well, I did my uh, my feedback. Thank you, uh, thank you uh, specifically to uh, Jeremy Brzezicki as well for uh, for your uh, you know pointing out the uh, the obvious as you are known to do. That's true. Uh, so what kind of what did you hear? Uh, I've, I heard, like I, we talked about a little bit, I, I heard very similar things. Like Jeremy, he hit us both up on the group text and I, uh. Yeah, by the way, Jeremy, nobody likes group texting. Yeah, nobody, especially me. Uh, but Claire kind of said the same thing. You know, it, it seemed we had the, uh, a similar, uh, comment of like, like the thing, like your topics, but. Apparently, we're not just funny to ourselves. No. Everybody who I've talked to says that we're hilarious. And even if we're not funny, we're at least, I at least feel like we're interesting. I, like, I went and re-listened to it, and I like hearing the sound of my own voice, but I, I oh, think see, that I, they I, are... I hate the sound of my voice. So ah, that sounded good. When I we might, can hear you. I want to get one of the uh, one of the things from Scream that, like, makes me so... <laughs> or, you know, maybe if I could pick an emulator and, you know, I guess this Channing Tatum guy is popular, so if I could sound like him, maybe that would... That'd be nice. Nice. Just skin him alive and wear him like a suit. Uh, or just sound like him would probably be reasonable. <laughs> oh, let's see here. I can edit this stuff out. So I'm going to edit these parts out. Like, not these parts, but this part. So at 45 minutes. I just got to remember that. Bookmark. Yep. Beep. I'm going to grab a beer real quick. Yay, Jared's going for beer. That means it's song time with Steve. Don't stop believing. Don't know the rest of the chorus. I also hate my singing voice, even though I love music. Uh, so Jared's gone, so I'm going to tell you guys what I really thought of the first episode. And clearly I thought that I was in control, uh, where he thinks that he's going to uh, run things and host, but uh, we all know that it's really me. Welcome back, Jared. Yeah, thank you, Steve. I can't wait to hear how I edit this episode. <laughs> it's just going to be me going, Mr. Black is amazing. Pock, <laughs> pock. <laughs> I'll see what, oh, we had about. I scrolled too far. We're back to the point where you forgot about my great idea for a name of our podcast. Oh, the TWTW? TWTW. That's, uh, I can't wait for baseball season. We'll have some more oh, stuff to talk about God, when it comes to I that. I can't wait for baseball season going to be amazing well maybe not amazing but certainly more interesting than last year 
Yeah, definitely. Baseball, that's that's one thing I can really agree on. It's like baseball in Chicago this season is going to be a lot of fun. I am I'm legitimately excited, and um, that, that's something that I can I can talk about right now. Is yeah, let's let's let's, get, let's talk about um, this to kind of wrap this this episode up tonight. Okay. I think that's a good way to kind of kind of wrap this guy up. I I want to go on record as being falsely accused as a Cubs hater. I, I do not feel that I hate the Cubs. I only trash talk the Cubs when I am in the presence of Cub fans who know the sport well. When you're just a, a, the equivalent of a woo girl or a woo guy who wears a Cub shirt, I don't think you're an actual fan. If you can't name me five members of your starting lineup, you're not a fan, and therefore I don't need to waste time arguing with you. Um, I would be devastated if the Cubs changed cities. I, I enjoy the yeah. rivalry. I love being in a two-city team, uh, two-team two city. city. Uh, I'm Steve. I talk good. You know what? You have two glasses of whiskey instead of your fucking Coors Lights, and we'll see how good you do. No, I'm doing good. It's relative. <laughs> but, you know, um, there was talk of them uh, selling the team back in, I believe, 06 and 07. Yep. And... Um, you know, I, I I would never want that to happen because as much as I make fun of them and and I rag on specifically, you know, Luke and Jonah for, for being fans, I would I would absolutely not trade this rivalry for anything. See, and I I love it that again, like you said, you got the two team city. That's a lot of fun. I love having this is I did not mean for that to happen. Okay. I really enjoy being able to have sports on. Like uh, my favorite time of the year usually is winter, so I can watch basketball, hockey, and football, and then overlapping. I like to hibernate, <laughs> but I love summertime in Chicago too because you have both teams to watch. I am a Sox fan, but at the same time, I have absolutely zero hate for the Cubs. The only time I root against the Cubs is when they're playing the White Sox because that means more victories for my team to get them better seating in the playoffs. Hopefully. I don't care outside of that. So I was really jealous this season going in, like seeing what the Cubs are doing with, you know, with getting uh, Joe Madden and the things that, it, like when they hired uh, what uh, Theo, when they hired Theo, when I they, was when so. They, when they became the Chicago Red Sox. Yeah, I was so jealous of that because I know what he could do with it, and I was super jealous. And then just well, watch. Sure, you want to win, turn into the Yankees. Now, if you want to talk about teams that I hate, Fuck you, Yankees, <laughs> and all of your fans. If you're a Yankees fan, just unfriend me because <laughs> I don't want to hear your crap. But going into this season, I mean, you know, having the rookie of the year, you know, as a 28-year-old man, but as the White Sox did, I, that was exciting. I mean, yeah, they missed the playoffs. That was exciting, having the rookie of the year. But then watching what what they have done in the off season has been and from, awesome. from out of nowhere. Right. Like, last year ended, and it was cool. We went to the game with my brother and my nephews, and that was awesome. Right. Chris Sale shut people down. Canerco homers, Abreu homers. We win. Awesome game. Fantastic. That's, that's the game that I went to that season, along with the 4th of July game. Right. Those were the only two games I went to, and I had a blast. Yeah, and they were both enjoyable. If we didn't make the playoffs, I wasn't going to cry about it, and I was fully prepared to let 2015 be a rebuilding season, and hopefully we have some fun games to watch. Right. And then from out of nowhere, here's our cards. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they go to the, they go to the owners' meetings and, and pull that off. And 
And in my opinion, you're not going to be able to out-hype the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs have a wider fan base. It's larger. It's more spread out across the United States. You're just, you can't out-hype the Cubs as a Cubs town, okay? But I think that the White Sox did as best as they could in this offseason and really killed the offseason. Like, if you, if you look at all the baseball prospectus and things like that and what, what people are saying, those two teams are the two teams that did really good things this offseason so far, and they're both not done yet making moves. I mean, yeah, the exactly. White Sox moved Vicieto. They get, they you know they they get Bacon back, um, which I, I I don't understand that move. Um, what bringing I, them back or the the original trade? Well. I mean, I can understand. It was essentially a white flag trade. It was. Like, I think. I think we were kind of done with 2014 at that point. Right. And I don't know if it was for Gordon's benefit or for ours, but you know, he was like, I. I still remember I was at his debut game when right. they brought him up. I was super excited about him when he uh, came up. Well, I. I had agreed with Ozzie Gian at the time. Is like, if you see Gordon Beckham this summer, we're in trouble. Because right. everybody expected him to save the team, and you can't expect a rookie second baseman to save the team. Um, and I was never particularly impressed with him. His his uh, quintessential baseball face aside, um, <laughs> you know, he was face. he was never my he was never my guy. Uh, yeah, I understand. So maybe it's because he's right-handed. I don't know. For some reason, all my baseball heroes are lefties. I don't know why that is. Really? Yeah, it was. I I was thinking about it the other day. You know, Robin Ventura right. and and uh, AJ Przinsky and uh, Lance Johnson, all lefties. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I never I never put that together until recently, and I was like, okay. Yes. I am. I'm kind of really excited because I've I've been a as a lot of White Sox fans are. I've been a huge Balkan Nurko fan the entire time he's been with the organization. May 23rd. And I'm really looking forward to I really want to go to that game for the retirement. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of glad to see him go and for a new chapter to begin and then watch the watch the management team do this. I'm really excited. And I think it's gonna be a really good season and a lot of fun for baseball fans in Chicago on both sides of the fence to have a lot of fun. But I'm just really I don't know, like I said, I just, I'm just really excited for it. I, I, there, it. It's all good. Everything that happened is all good, and yeah, neither team, and neither each team had needs, and neither team's needs affected the other team getting what they needed. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Once uh, I refuse to call it crosstown; it's still the Windy City, uh, Windy City Classic to me. So when they when they face each other, that's going to be something to see. Yeah, it'll be fun. Why I'll never, I will never go to a crosstown game. Oh, Ever. absolutely! I can't. I can't deal with crowds on that level. I just. I would nearly have a panic attack. Yeah, I don't uh, like big groups of people to begin with, and then uh, having people that you get drunk people from yeah. two sides. Unless we were in, oh, I don't know, a corporate suite. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> bet you'd love that. <laughs> I, I would. Um, but no, uh, I am. I am absolutely looking forward to the season. And pitchers and catchers haven't even reported yet. Like, I know. Normally, I don't even like. I'm not even like. Well, what baseball? Huh? What? Huh? Until you know, at least spring training is underway. Right. But this year, I'm like, you know, I'm locked in. I've got uh, I've got WhiteSox.com bookmarked in my browser again, and be uh, be following. It'll some, be it'll be, be kind of cool news. to uh, to to see the games too at uh, at the cell because after they made those moves. Ticket uh, season ticket sales picked up. 
Oh, I don't doubt it. So I, they're seeing the fans are showing the support of management's decisions, which is hard enough as it is in a two-team town. Yeah, you know, so it should be good. That's about really all I've got for this episode. What about you, Steve? Uh, no, I'm good. If you just want to break out, uh, geek out, and we'll uh, we'll close up. Yeah, let me grab one of these real quick. I'm going to try very hard not to throw one of these cards on the floor this time. Oh, I bet you, I bet you can do this one. Two characters from Robotech. Mm, characters, not so much. I know that most of their designs were ripped off by the first edition of BattleTech. Yeah, that's true. The uh, the the Marauder, for one. Okay, here I have I have the perfect one. Here we go. I've I've got one here. Here five we go. Five cards later. Yeah, five cards later. Um. Again, this game is meant to be played with a group of people, like You're five on five. You're also supposed to roll a die. Oh, wah. Where's the die, Jared? Oh, uh, it's right here. Hold on. I'll get it. Here you go. White, which is anything. So I'm picking the one that I was going to read anyway. Four characters from Indiana Jones. Oh, God. Okay. Um, got six. I've got four, so go ahead. Okay, well, there's Indiana Jones. Yep. There's Dr. Octopus. Alfred Molina was totally in the beginning of one of them. Yeah, and what's his character's name? Who cares? He dies in the first ten minutes. Still there. <laughs> uh, short round. Yep. Uh, Mr. Jones Sr. Dr. By, Jones uh, Sr.? Yeah, by Sean Connery. <laughs> uh, there's the blonde, blonde Nazi chick. What's her character's name? No one cares. She's a Nazi. <laughs> True. Good point. Um, and then there was the brunette chick that was in the first and the last movie and in Crystal Skull. Oh, and Shia LaBeouf. Those are actors. Those are characters. No one cares what you think. <laughs> the other one that I had that you didn't have um, that you listed was Sala. The guy, the uh, Middle Eastern guy. Oh, is he is uh, his friend who... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. No, in all serious... Okay, so there's... Um, Obviously, Indiana Jones, there's young Indiana Jones, if you want to class him as a separate character. Oh, there's evil Nazi number one. Yeah. There's evil Nazi <laughs> okay, number I two. got it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like no I problem. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Got it. Or the four of them. Okay, here's something for our listeners. Uh, give us feedback. Rank the four Indiana Jones films uh, from one to four. Yeah, post it in the comments below this on the, uh, on the Something Gate page. I'd like to see your uh, your four. That's a great idea, Steve. Let, let, let's have you guys rank your four, and we'll bring that up for discussion. On and if any show. of you guys are familiar with the TV show, uh, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, uh, fill us in with your favorite episode. Yeah, that always that that's a good idea. So for ah uh, uh, okay, and also uh, tell us uh, weigh in on the uh, who would you like to see inherit the franchise, Shia LaBeouf or Chris Pratt? Yes, absolutely. That's a, that's another. That's perfect. Because apparently it's going to happen. Someone's going to pick up the mantle because <laughs> there are no new ideas in Hollywood. Like, like every other day. <laughs> um, so let us know what you think about uh, So your favorite uh, classic indie movies, whether or not you have a favorite of the Young Indiana Jones uh, TV show, your pick for the successor. I love it. Great idea. So what do you think? Is this one IndieGate? Um, or is IndieGate the subsequent episode based on the results of this? The, I think IndieGate's probably going to be um, our, our our backlash episode from from this one. 
I'm not going to have you yell at me again this time, but this is Jared. <laughs> I yelled at Jared because he signed off for me last time. I thought that was mean because it's our podcast, not him. So for Jared Sampson, I'm Steve Barda, and uh, you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to Something Gate. See you later.